0: Hey there, friends. Heather Creekmore here. I am so glad you're listening today. Today, I'm going to give you Heather's Holiday Thrive Guide. I originally was going to make it Heather's Holiday Survival Guide, but I thought... That is just too pessimistic. Okay. We need something a little bit more uplifting than that. Survival is just making it through, survival is just enduring the holidays. But I want you to do more than just endure the holidays, I want you to enjoy the holidays. So I've been thinking over the last several weeks, just kind of collecting various little tidbits of, hey, I should tell my listeners that. And oh, hey, that might help someone out there. And so that's what today's show is going to be. And where we need to start it's Thanksgiving week. It's a couple days before Thanksgiving. Some of you are responsible for making the whole thing. I've heard that is the sign of an adult. I'm not sure. (laughs) I'm responsible for making the whole thing now. I don't know when I crossed that line. I guess moving far away from family uh, helped uh, instigate that transition. But I'm making Thanksgiving dinner for everyone. And I know that means I'll be in the kitchen a whole lot this week. And I'll have treats and food and all the yummy things around me. And sometimes that can cause stress, or at least it used to. Honestly, holidays used to stress me out. Like I would start thinking in October about really restricting, like, what do I need to do so I can eat and enjoy the holidays so I don't gain weight? And really, I missed so much life (laughs) during the holidays. There's really no other way to say it, right? Because what we think about and what consumes us, that does cost us something. And it cost me life. It cost me freedom. It cost me enjoyment. It cost me joy. Uh, And... I don't want that for you this year. Okay, so here's where we're going to start. We're going to start by just going to that place that we've been going a lot the last month. Let's go to food. My number one tip for you, my friend, is don't stress over your food. Now, I know to some of you, that's like being, when you're really stressed out, stopping someone say, stop stressing out. It doesn't help at all, <laughs> right? You're like, okay, that doesn't help me. But I hope if you haven't listened yet, I've been doing a series with non-diet registered dietitians. These are women who have all of the nutrition and diet education and knowledge, but yet encourage women and men too to get healthier without a diet focus, without a focus on your body needs to be a certain size, without a focus on food rules, all those things that most of us have been consumed by for a lot of years, maybe even decades. And so I just wanna encourage you today, listen to those episodes if you haven't already, listen maybe a second time, maybe you need a little extra encouragement like going into Thanksgiving day. But I wanna encourage you that of all the things in the world that you could be anxious about. And there's a lot of them right now at the end of 2021. Jesus, our Savior, says don't be anxious about anything. Okay, and I know sometimes I read that verse and I'm like, okay, yeah, I read that, but seriously, God, like you know I need to be anxious about that because if I don't worry about it, who else will, right? But in that passage, and it's in the book of Matthew, One of the things that Jesus specifically says on that list is not to worry about what we're going to eat or drink. Ah, what? Could God actually be telling us to not stress out over food, to not be anxious about food? And you know, most of us, I would dare say most of my listeners, are not in a place of food insecurity. You're not in a place where you're worried about where your next meal is going to come from. Most of us have enough to eat, but we still spend a whole lot of time being anxious about it and worrying about it. And it's hard not to overthink this. I mean, if you've been dieting, trying to lose weight, have an eating disorder, all the things, I have so much grace and compassion for you. I totally get it. But friends, it is time for us to ditch all of these man-made food rules. Listen to my episode, uh, the seven minutes of scripture episode from Colossians 3, if you're not sure what I'm talking about there. But it's time for us to ditch these food rules and find some freedom. So I just started reading the Intuitive Eating book. It's about 25 years old, but it's been updated. And if you're going to grab it, I recommend grabbing the newer version because it has information about keto and some of the newer plans in it. But... Oh friends, I can't believe I didn't read this 10 years ago. It's really how I feel. Now, there are some things in it that don't align perfectly or match, shall I say, my biblical worldview. Okay, so you kind of have to ignore some of those things. But the meat of what they are saying, the meat of what they're talking about, the problem with diets, how our culture has accepted and worships diets, how our culture worships a certain size of body, and what the diet dieting has done to us physically. Oh, there are study after study after study in this book. And I'm reading this with my jaw on the floor. A lot of this, a lot of what I'm reading, I have discovered for myself experientially, right? Like it was my experience and I'm working with clients and they're telling me the same experience. So a lot of what I'm reading, I'm I'm nodding and shaking my head and saying, yes, I know that. I know that. (laughs) Oh, I know that too. But there are some good stuff in there, friends. So if you haven't read that book yet, I'd encourage you to check it out. But I do think the more I study intuitive eating, the more convinced I become that that's the only way to really be free. Because even if we try to convince ourselves that I have a healthier mentality going into my diet, that my diet doesn't dictate my body image anymore, all of those things... I don't know. I I used to be there, friends. I used to believe that you needed to get your body image straight first, and then you could go do whatever diet you wanted to do. But now I am seeing, and I've been working on this for eight, nine, 10 years even, I'm seeing that they're so intertwined. Our food and how we feel about our body are so intertwined. I'm not sure that that's possible anymore. I think as long as we're chasing a diet. As long as we're chasing health even. I hate to say it, right? Because health, oh, it's so innocuous. Of course we need to be healthy. We're the temples of the Holy Spirit. Keep them healthy, right? Like health is a good thing. But Diet mentality does something to us physiologically that keeps us chasing food or focused on food. And so that's why I'm excited about what's ahead because I really feel like fixing the food part of this equation is important to finding freedom. And, you know, Thanksgiving, this is my holiday thrive guide, right? Thanksgiving is not an awesome time, for conversations around food and body often. I mean, you may be feeling like, "Oh no, Aunt Mabel is coming to our table." That rhyme was on purpose. <laughs> Aunt Mabel always comments on how much I weigh or Aunt Mabel always tells me what diet she's on. Or maybe it's your parents. Maybe you're afraid to see them this Thanksgiving or Christmas because you know they're going to comment on how much you weigh or even worse maybe you know that they won't comment if you don't look a certain way they won't give you the compliments that you hope for so friends it's hard It is hard to be free around food when you have family members or even friends that are so absorbed in diet culture and so absorbed in looking a certain way means freedom or value or worth or any of those things. Friends is hard. But I was looking on Instagram and uh, I saw a post with some things to say when you're responding to people at the holidays. And I thought this was good. I have some of my own, but this is from gratefully underscore nourished on Instagram. So shout out there as, giving credit where credit is due, but she has this list of what do you say when someone tries to tell you about their diet? And her response is, I'm trying to eat more intuitively, so I'd appreciate it if you could not comment on what diet you're following. Or she says you just kind of like nod and say, not interested, I'm glad that works for you, but diets never worked for me. I thought that was a good one. But what do you say when someone asks you if you're on a diet or implies that you should be? Well, her response is, in the past I've gotten a little too preoccupied with the dieting and food. Do you mind if we talk about something else? Uh, another one is when someone tells you how little they've eaten today. This is a really good one because we tend to pride ourselves and brag about how little we've eaten. Ask the question, are you doing okay? I know what it's like to struggle with food choices. Just know I'm here for you. Uh, and so anyway, she's got a whole list of them. You can go on Instagram and go to gratefully underscore nourished and find that list from Alyssa Pike. She's a registered dietitian as well. But I was thinking, and I've been talking to clients about this, like (sighs) – Just even being in those scenarios, even if you don't say anything or no one says anything directly to you, it can still feel really uncomfortable and it can be triggering, right? A lot of us, you know, someone starts talking about their new diet and how much weight they've lost and you are triggered. You're like, I need that diet. I need to lose weight like she did. Maybe it'll work for me. And so my encouragement to you is to just remember that every body is different. And if you have a long string of diets in your past, like I do, remember that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and again and expecting different results. Okay, remember that first. And I say that with lots of love, but truth and love, right? And then remember that you do not need to change your body to accomplish what God has for you. Right, He's not waiting for you to lose the weight to do something for his kingdom. You can have a powerful impact for him exactly as you are today. Your impact is not being limited by your size as much as it is being limited by your preoccupation with dieting and food and your size. Friends, God is able to use people that come in all shapes and sizes. He is not afraid to use you just as you are today. So stop being afraid to let him use you and stop blaming it on your body. And who do you know in your life that needs this freedom to? Who do you know that is being completely held back by obsession over size or clean eating or eating the right things or eating precisely keto or in the precise right hours. All of those things, friends, are forms of food bondage. So who do you know that's stuck there? You are listening to this podcast. You are on the road to recovery. You are on the road to freedom. Who do you know that needs to be on this road with you? I promise you, someone around your Thanksgiving table, someone around your Christmas table, someone standing by the buffet line at the office Christmas party or the small group Christmas party or the church Christmas party, someone you know that you will be interacting with this holiday season needs help in this area. Will you be the one to help her? Will he be the one to say, hey, I struggle too, but I'm learning so much. Come with me. Let's journey together. And you know what? That'll be awesome for you and for her. So I was reading something the other day. It was an article about gluttony. And no one likes to talk about that, right? So just bear with me because I'm not going where you think I'm going. But the article, the author said, gluttony isn't just about overeating, but thinking about food too much. And this was a Christian guy who wrote the piece, and it was on, I think, Gospel Coalition. But he was talking about how when we are over-consumed with what we eat, when food takes up a lot of space in our brain, not just in our stomach, that that is a gluttonous attitude towards food. And I was thinking about the passage in Matthew where Jesus says, if you look at a woman with lust, you've already committed adultery with her. And I was thinking, I wonder if that kind of translates to food, right? If you look at food with desire, have you already consumed it? I don't know. I mean, that might be a stretch, friends. But just my encouragement to you this holiday season is give it over to God. He is faithful and trustworthy to lead you and guide you with your eating. We trust all these experts on the internet and you know fitness instructors on Instagram, right? But friends, the God who made your body knows what you need to eat and how you need to eat. And I'm not saying there's not wisdom we can glean from experts, right? That's why I had all of these non-diet dietitians on the show because they are experts. But friends, I think most of us have been doing it wrong for a long time. We've been trapped in a diet mentality, and what that leads to is another diet more restriction leads to more binging that's what all these rds are telling me and that's what i'm reading in intuitive eating and friends we need to break free don't plan on your next diet for after new year's that is the one way they all say to overeat this christmas season instead trust the holy spirit to lead you and guide you and listen to your body more from my holiday thrive guide next Oh, hey, it's November, the month when many of us think about giving and supporting our favorite causes. If this podcast or ministry has blessed you, Compare to Who could use your sponsorship for the year ahead. There are several ways to give. You can donate through Patreon or you can use the Buy Me a Coffee program. Even a gift of $5 helps. Go to comparetowhome podcast and scroll to the bottom for all the links you need to support this show. And hey, if giving money is your thing, no problem. Leave a review. Those five-star reviews are as good as gold. Thanks so much for considering. I'm grateful for you. Okay, next idea for how to thrive this holiday season. This may be a strange one, but I think there's something to it. Okay, so stick with me. I was at the store the other day with a shopping list. I was buying things for a food drive that our church holds every November right before Thanksgiving, buying a certain list of things for homeless people in need in our community. And I had this strange idea. If food is where we struggle, maybe food should be the place where we serve where we take our fixation and our self-absorption, sorry, that's kind of what it is, around food, and instead of keeping it there, like me and the food and the rules, and am I breaking the rules, and oh no, the gluten, and oh no, the dairy, and all the things, Ah! and instead of staying in our own little world, what if we used food as a way to serve Jesus? What if we turned it From being inward and turned it to be outward in focus. So I don't know that I've read a study on this or anything, but I was thinking about there's this principle of opposites, like whatever worldly behavior you're struggling with, you try to replace it with like the fruit of the spirit, like the counter behavior that, you know, would be healthy according to scripture. So what if intentionally during this holiday season, we tried to find ways to serve others with food? Now, some of you probably already do that. You probably already make cookies for your neighbors or pumpkin bread for the people at work or things like that. And some of you do that so you don't eat it all yourself. I know your game. I've been there. I've done it, too. I want to make the cookies, but I'll take and work to give them away so I don't eat the cookies. But I'm not saying that because there's still a little bit of self-focus in that, right? There's a little bit of selfish motive there. But what if we got really intentional about how we could serve others with food? What if every time we went to the grocery store, we took a list with us of what a local food pantry needs and focused on buying those things? I mean, I know when I had that list with me this week, it really stopped me from kind of walking through and mindlessly thinking, ooh, that would be good. Ooh, maybe I should have that. Oh, I shouldn't have that. You know, all of those thoughts that go through our heads when we're in a place with lots of food. But when I had that list, it got me focused on other people, other people who need food, the very same food I'm obsessing over. Oh, can't eat the corn, you know, can't eat this. People need it for nourishment and for sustenance. So what would it be like to release my food stuff, my food issues, and focus instead on serving others with food? I bet you know someone or have access to someone who doesn't have enough food this year. I bet there's a single mom in your church who would be super blessed by you bringing her a week's worth of groceries or just even making her a meal. I bet there's someone in your neighborhood who's dealing with illness and could use a warm pot of soup and some bread. So my challenge to you, friend, is how can you turn these food issues you have into service? How can you take food, which is a good thing, created by God to nourish nourish us, right? And instead of obsessing over food and how much you're going to eat or not eat this holiday season, use food to bless others. Friends, I think that this could be a baby step towards more food freedom for you in the year ahead. So, will you take my challenge? I hope you will. Okay, number three. I have a brand new reading plan available on you version the Bible app. First of all, I hope you have U version, the Bible app. I recommend putting U version in the spot where you normally find Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest or whatever, maybe it's like your stock report or the entertainment news, whatever you normally go to on your phone and you're like your finger just automatically knows how to find it on your home screen. I recommend you put U version right there so you can be reading scripture every day. Read that verse of the day before you do anything else on your phone. Maybe go through your reading plan for the year if you have one or whatever reading plan you're in. I love Version. I'm a huge advocate for using Version on your phone because we're on our phones a lot anyway. And it's great to have God's word right there. But there's something even better on Version. I wrote a plan called Have a Comparison free Christmas. It's a four-day reading plan. There's several verses to read each day with devotional content, and I hope you'll check it out. You know, it might be a little early to check it out before Thanksgiving, but hey, as soon as Friday hits, download this onto your YouVersion app, and I hope you'll go through this How to Have a Comparison free Christmas content, maybe once, maybe twice, maybe grab some friends to go through it with you. But it is, I think, a pretty good way to kind of get a grip before we go into the holiday season. So comparison doesn't spoil your holidays. Okay, that's number three. Number four. Oh, let's talk shopping. Does anyone else like to shop? Okay, I love to shop. I really do. I enjoy shopping. It's a sport for me, kind of like hunting is for a lot of men. That's shopping for me. But I found that my body image issues have translated oftentimes into over shopping in a number of arenas. I think it's it's, it's multifaceted. Okay, so facet one is I buy too much clothing, And this is something I've been convicted of recently. But my problem has consistently been that I'm a clearance rack shopper. So I will buy four tops that are eh okay for $8 each. Instead of buying one blouse I really like, that's $40. Okay, it doesn't make any mathematical sense at all, <laughs> but I've always struggled to feel like I deserved or should be able to wear expensive clothes. I just, I don't, something about that, if it wasn't on sale, I didn't deserve it. Now, maybe there's some economic savvy in there too, but I didn't like to spend what would probably just be retail price or even retail price with 20% off uh, on clothing for myself. But what's happened over the years, really over the decades, is I have collected a whole lot of clothing, most of which I kind of feel meh about. There's just a couple items that I splurged on that someone really encouraged me like you should buy that that looks good you need to buy that you need to own that that'll be a good piece for your closet and those pieces believe it or not I like and they've been with me for decades so my question is am I the only one that does this maybe you have this issue maybe you don't have this issue but a couple things here first of all I think it's always a better use of money to buy something you really like (laughs) than to buy something you kind of like because it's on sale. Now, most of us are shopping for other people this holiday season, but I'll be honest with you, it tends to be one for you. Oh, here's a little something for me when I do my Christmas shopping. So maybe you're like me, maybe you're not. But I think even when it comes to buying things for other people, I found that when I tend to buy my kids stuff that's on clearance just because it's on clearance, and I'm like, yeah, they kind of like this, but it gives me another gift. And then I've got like one more gift so they can each have, you know, eight gifts or whatever the number is. Oh, this turns out to be something they didn't really care for that much. Like it was Really, a waste of money. Like, yeah, they were kind of like, oh, that's nice, but they didn't really want it. They didn't really need it. And it was just an extra that I bought because it was on sale <laughs> or on clearance, more likely for me. So, a couple things as we head into the shopping season. Okay, some of you might already have your shopping done. You guys are way ahead of the rest of us. But as we head into the shopping season, I would just encourage you to stop and be intentional and know what you're looking for and why. Okay, that might sound strange, but I found myself, even in the arena of giving, sometimes trying to give for others' approval, even my kids' approval, which is really strange, right? Because I'm their mom. They should already approve. But some of the issues that I have in the arena of body image and comparison come out in my shopping habits. Whether it's, like I mentioned, clearance rack shopping, only feeling like I deserve clearance rack things. It can also be the other extreme of, I need to buy all the things to make sure you like me. I need to make sure that you are happy on Christmas morning because I have bought all the things. And it's approval right and that's just not a good way to live so anyway my encouragement to you if you want to thrive this holiday season is just take a pause before you get out your credit card just take a deep breath and be intentional about what you are doing with your shopping with your spending with your gift buying with your gift giving this year just give it a couple extra seconds of thought just make sure of your why. Am I giving this because I love this person and I know that this is something they would really love? Or this is me sometimes. Am I giving this because I feel obligated? (laughs) Because this is something that can help me check off the box of obligation gift purchased check. And if it's the latter, I just, I wonder if we're really loving people well when we do that. Okay, sometimes that just happens. But are we loving others well when we do that? That's something to think through. And I think you're going to enjoy your gift giving more if you can do it from that heart of love and that freedom of I'm doing this because I love you. I'm not doing this because I want you to respond in a certain way or I want you to approve of me. Okay, I hope that's a lot, but I hope something in there spoke to you. Okay, number five. This week, there's going to be a show on Friday, and I'm talking to Crystal Stein. She's an author. Her new book is called The Shout of Should. It's really great. So I hope you'll listen to that. But I wanted to let you know that we're going to be giving away a copy of Crystal's book. So listen to that show and then watch on social media or on the podcast page through who.me and look for information about how you can win that book. Finally, I just want to say I am so thankful for you. I am so thankful that you are listening. I really didn't know where this show was going to go when I started a few years ago. I just knew I should start a podcast because that's what other authors do. But... I am just having a great time getting to know you. If there's something you want me to pray for you about, just drop me a message. I would be honored to do that. But I'm I'm just blessed by all the feedback I'm getting about how this show is touching you and helping you break free from comparison embodiment issues. And so I just want to ask as You know, it's November, it's the season of giving. If you consider giving to Compared to Who, I would really appreciate it. But more than that, hey, I would love your review. And if you've read Compared to Who or The Burden of Better, hey friend, an Amazon review means so much. Especially on Compared to Who, I've been collecting one-star Amazon reviews from people who are mad that it's a Christian book. So if you've read Compared to Who and it blessed you, hop on Amazon, leave me a review while you're there, buying your Christmas presents, and that would just mean so much to me. That's the best gift you could give me this year. Well, that wraps up our Holiday Thrive Guide. I hope something today has helped you, be it shopping or food or comparing, whatever Whatever it may be, I hope that this show has touched you. I've got more great interviews with non-diet dietitians. I think I've got two more, maybe three more shows on that to do. And then in January, we'll start a brand new series on spiritual disciplines, which is kind of a funny word, but we're going to be talking about the importance of prayer and Bible reading and stuff like that as it specifically. Relates to our body image and comparison struggles. We're going to talk about whether or not you should fast if you've got an eating disorder because fasting is a spiritual discipline. We're going to talk about all these great things. So I hope that you will be our friend through the holidays and into the new year. And oh, hey. Who do you know that needs to know about the show? You know someone. So find that person over the holiday season and tell them about the show. That's all for today. I hope something in today's show has helped you stop comparing and start living. And hey, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. Your time is valuable, so skip straight to the good stuff. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your body image and food freedom journey. In a world where relationships are easily broken and often discarded, the Rebuilding Us Marriage Podcast is your lighthouse, guiding the way to hope, restoration, and transformation in Christ. I'm your host and marriage coach, Dana Shea. Join me as we discuss the necessary tools for rebuilding marriages from adversity, betrayal, and disconnection. It's time to reignite love as we rebuild marriages from the ground up. Listen to the Rebuilding Us Marriage podcast on lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcasts.